Good morning. It's July 13th, a humid and hazy morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. There's lots of terrible things going on out there. The biggest non-terrible thing dominating the front of the paper is that inflation slowed down, housing costs declined to the Times reports, and car prices stabilized. And the Federal Reserve, looking at the numbers, may hold off on its plans to keep raising interest rates until it generates mass unemployment. In less good front page news, Biden braces NATO for slog against Russia. Invoking Cold War, we will not waver. Biden's speech to a NATO meeting in Lithuania, the Times reports, seemed to be preparing Americans and NATO countries for a confrontation that could go on for years, putting it in the context of momentous conflicts in Europe's war-torn past. And he cast it as a test of wills with President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia, Nothing quite like having an ongoing, open-ended test of wills against a hostile nuclear superpower. Honestly, if we were going to bring back one awful thing from my childhood, I would rather it had been inflation. Lower down on the front page, there's a story about how a miraculous ultra-white paint, capable of reflecting 95% of the sun's radiation, might help solve global warming. All that's left to do is to find a way to make it industrially viable to produce at scale, overcome the environmental damage of mining the necessary barium sulfate to make it, and then paint between 1% and 2% of the Earth's surface with it. That is, the Times reports, an area about half the size of the Sahara, although the article notes that it's not advisable to actually paint the Sahara, for it says a number of reasons, among them practicality, wildlife concerns, and weather disruptions caused by one region suddenly becoming much cooler. Meanwhile, as we're working out the kinks in our paint-based geoengineering schemes, Page A11 reports that the waters in the Gulf of Mexico near the Florida Keys are over 90 degrees, which is likely to bring on a big coral die-off. Elsewhere in our coastal waters, on the same page, is the by now widespread saga of the sea otter that is stealing surfboards off the coast of California. The sea otter's behavior is baffling, made more baffling by the fact that she was born in captivity to a mother who had been brought into captivity because she wouldn't stop approaching kayaks after humans had fed her from them. How did the baby otter, carefully raised not to be habituated to humans before being turned loose in the wild, end up echoing her mother's behavior? There's no evidence that she ever got any meals from anyone out on a surfboard. So the most parsimonious explanation would seem to be that her mother told her about the whole floating snack bar thing. Except that would require sea otters to be capable of abstract communication with one another. And who ever heard of an intelligent marine mammal? And another news about the human relationship with nature... On page A14, there is a report that the U.S. Department of Agriculture has concluded that humans transmitted the coronavirus to white-tailed deer more than 100 times in late 2021 and early 22. The research also suggests that the virus probably spread widely among deer, that it mutated in the animals, and that they may have passed these altered versions of the virus back to people at least three times. Share and share alike with our friends in the animal kingdom. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And we will talk again tomorrow.